0: All right, I guess we're ready.
1: Oh, okay. F1
0: Feast. It's your buddy Gavin. I'm here with Cindy. <laughs> Are you going to say hi? We're going
1: to start this off. No, we're not
0: starting it. That's not how this show works. Anyways, presented by the for, for Freestyle, Freestyle.com. Check out my friends at Popscatch Designs. Follow them on Instagram. Celtics game seven tonight. Whether they win or lose, you're going to want to get yourself a Go Celtics or GFYS shirt. And if you can't figure out what that means... Hey man, that's your problem, but follow Pop Sketch Designs on Instagram or go to the Etsy store, Cindy. You've been there. I have. Etsy.com slash shop slash Pop Sketch Designs. All kinds of gear. And again, whether the Celtics win or lose, you're going to want to get that Go Celts or GFYS shirt. Here comes the theme song, and we're talking Monaco Grand Prix Formula One style. It's the F1 feast. I'm going to tell you about what I ate. We'll talk about the race after this. Filibuster, filibuster freestyle. Filibuster, filibuster. Watch freestyle. out for the filibuster. Oh filibuster. Freestyle. Filibuster freestyle. It's the filibuster freestyle. Yeah, yeah. Filibuster yeah, yeah. Yeah. freestyle. All right, so how the F1 feast works is we tend to eat something from the place that's hosting the race. We did a modified version today. Yep. The issue with Monaco is that it's a tiny, it's literally a microstate. It's a microstate on the French Riviera. It is surrounded by France. It's very close to the Italian border of the region of Liguria, which is near and dear to my heart, certainly. Yours as well?
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Okay, great. So,
1: <clears throat> excuse me.
0: folks from Monaco are called Monégasque, and Monégasque is a dialect of Ligurian, which is, again, a, an Italian region on the Mediterranean Sea, and National language, the official language is French, but English, Italian, and Monegasque are understood and spoken by many of the residents. so you've got our microstate
1: what is Monica is like a French equivalent the word no the the language
0: uh well, no, it's a dialect of Lagarin, which is an Italian
1: oh language interesting,
0: yeah, it's I think a leftover from kind of Latin times. Got In terms it. of the Roman Empire, sorry. Okay. So, it's, you know, they got their own little thing, mm-hmm. but they're surrounded by France, but they're their own sovereign nation. Home to 38,682 residents, 9,486 who are Monegasque nationals. So, everybody else is kind of just like a tennis player, or a golfer, or a race car driver, or a famous rich person who just doesn't want to pay taxes. Which, hey, that's what famous rich people do, and I'm not here to judge that. It's not the F1 tax evasion show, it's the F1 feast. So, looking for something to eat... And you're googling. We're googling, Monégasque food, and a lot of it's going to have French influence. Yeah. And so we picked something. I'm going to need your help here. Um, so it's the pan bagna or the pan bagnat or the pan bagnat in French. How do you say it? P A N B A G N A T.
1: Where is this? Oh, pen bagnat.
0: Pen bag pen bagnat. So. It is basically a tuna is that How you say it?
1: Niswa. Yeah. A
0: tuna Niçoise salad on a sandwich. And now mm-hmm. uh, we did not have the ability to procure the tuna fish because the place we would normally get a Niswa salad delivered from was closed on Memorial Day here. Yeah. And the other place that was deliver it didn't even look like it was real, and it was like twenty-four dollars for a salad. That I didn't really need. So I made a modified version in which I did have the hard-boiled egg. I did have the onion. I did have the lettuce. I did have the seasonings. I did have the olive oil. I did have the right bread. I didn't have the tomato and I didn't have the tuna fish. So I substituted a little bit of turkey. Sure. Which, you know, is what we got to do. But you will verify that I ate that?
1: I can verify, yes.
0: And honestly, it was lovely. And I do love the tuna niçoise salad. And frankly, when we get it from Tate down the street, they actually send a roll with it. Yeah. So technically, I think I've already had one of these pan bagnets. Bagnets? <laughs> Help?
1: I don't know. I, I would have to check. I mean, you're asking my, you know, high school French here, so.
0: Now, what I would say is there is one spot where it is pronounced pan bagnat, which would be more of an Italian thing. And again, uh, okay. that language is not French. So, anyway,
1: yeah. b-
0: bottom line is P A N B A G N A T. You say it how you want. It's a great sandwich. So that's what we ate.
1: Feel free to message us and correct us.
0: Yeah, at. Filibuster Freestyle. Right? On Instagram? Yes, because I'm, I'm, I'm dad money now. Yeah. But it's still...
1: Your handle is still Filibuster Freestyle. That's
0: right. But we just branched out to so many other activities.
1: Yeah. So many
0: activities. By the way, give a follow to add Drilling3s while you're at it. Okay, so the race. Problem with Monaco is that it was designed for little tiny race cars in the 1950s. And the city's only gotten bigger since then. The cars have only gotten bigger since then. So getting these cars around the track is very difficult, and overtaking each other on said track, in these giant cars, in these tiny city streets, is very difficult. So basically, it's how you qualify. If you have a bad day at qualifying on Saturday, you're basically at the back of the parade all day, and that's what happened to Checo Perez. Yeah. Checo had a rough day qualifying, and Checo came in, I think, like 17th or 18th. I'll I'll look it up in a second, but out who's the only person who's gonna can hold a candle to Max Verstappen this year. I mean, here he is. Yeah, he came in 16th I place. Alonzo. Yeah, I understand that, but I, like Checo's in the same car as Max. Yeah, that's true. And Checo's the only other person to win a race so far.
1: Oh, okay, yeah.
0: So Alonzo's driving great, but his car's not as good. Yeah. So Checo had a bad day, and that just is very much indicative of you basically the position that you start in. Unless it's really bad luck with a pit stop or really good luck with the pit stop or really good luck with a weather call or a tire call or whatever, you're pretty much in the parade where you're in the parade. So a lot of people don't like this race. Do you like this race? You watched it yesterday. Eh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Because there is that factor of, okay, this person can get DRS and pass so-and-so. Yeah. It is a little ho-hum. And it's like 72 laps or 78 laps.
0: Yeah. It's a longer, it's long. the longer race because yeah. it's probably a shorter track. Right. Because you run out of Monaco. There's not a lot of Monaco. It's not a very big place. Right. And, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's, it's an incredibly important race. It's prestigious. It's very pretty scenery. Yes. And all the stars come out. And even people that, I mean, we knew people who were there yesterday. Uh, yeah. Who were not stars. But we won't even mention them because they're not stars. And now we've just said they're not stars. And that's not nice to say. But I, I, we know stars, at least,
1: They're stars to us. Of course.
0: We know at least two people, two different people, two different groups of people who were there yesterday.
1: Yeah, which is kind of wild.
0: Personally, which is good for you guys for getting there. Uh, we're over here sitting like 200 miles from Montreal, <laughs> ruining the fact that we didn't think about that sooner. Yeah, and that's in like four weeks. That
1: was a big miss for us.
0: But Max Verstappen takes the pole. Max Verstappen wins the race. Max Verstappen takes the maximum points, except he did not get fastest lap. Lewis Hamilton did. I want to get into that in a minute. Oh. Um, but Red Bull dominance continues. And then Fernando Alonso took that second place podium spot because checkout was way back in 16th or 17th place, 16th. And then Esteban Ocon, of all people, in the Alpine, qualified well, held on for his first podium of the year, his third in his career. Yeah. Alpine.
1: Isn't he French as well?
0: He's French. Yeah. Uh, cool. As is Pierre Gasly's teammate and as is the Alpine team. So yeah. at the Grand Prix that is closest to France and, in fact, surrounded by France. Right. Ocon gets on the podium. i got to think that's probably the, the most surprising podium of the year so far. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, a little shocked, but the Alpine had a great weekend. Gasly was seventh. Ocon was third. And I believe they've now established themselves as a clear fifth car. Now, they're miles behind whoever's fourth, which right now is Ferrari. But McLaren is still kind of a mess, despite having a pretty decent day. And... All the other teams, Haas, Williams, Alvatore, Alfa Romeo, not close. So Alpine had a great day, and they're really stamping stamping themselves at the fifth-place team right now. Ocon had a great day. But what's really interesting, as I mentioned Lewis Hamilton, Mm -hmm. he was fourth, teammate George Russell fifth. Yeah. And Mercedes unveiled a new car concept at Monaco. Right. Now, it was supposed to be a week earlier at Emilia Romana. That, obviously, was canceled due to incredible rains in the area, flooding, emergency terrible. response teams needing to be very much involved with that, not worrying about an F1 race. So they didn't get to the debut at the track that was more of a traditional track. Right. This, again, is a track that whatever you qualify for is probably the place you're going to come in. Yeah. But Lewis set the fastest lap of the race. Now, there was some rain and stuff, but at the end of the day, when the track was at its fastest... Lewis and a brand new car and a Mercedes set the fastest lap Mm. that held, the Mercedes now looks a lot more like the other nine cars in the grid. Mm. Um, They put side pods on it versus having none, which was, they thought they were the smartest guys in the room. They were not. And though Monaco didn't give us really a huge indicator that that's going to be a vastly improved vehicle or not, I got to think they they and Mercedes have got to be feeling pretty good about they came in fourth and fifth. They beat both Ferraris. They didn't beat uh, Alonso, who they have not beat yet this year. Right. But they definitely, you know, Lance Stroll continues to not finish in the points, didn't even finish the race. And Mercedes is now only one point behind Aston Martin for the Constructors' Championship. Oh. So they're, they're in the mix. Yep. So Mercedes has got to be feeling pretty good going into next week's race in Barcelona. Um Let's talk about Charles Leclerc. The okay. Monegasque National, the Ferrari driver, he comes in sixth place. Yeah. Which is better than crashing out. It's better yeah. than getting screwed on pit strategy. But he just didn't have it again. Um,
1: well, he got penalized from qualifying.
0: Oh, was he? Yeah, he had to start three spots back, right? Yeah,
1: so he was starting in the third spot after qualifying. And then he something he got penalized. Didn't he...
0: I think he um, might have qualified third. He did. And then he started sixth? Yeah. And then he finished sixth? Yeah. Okay. Because
1: he, he messed up someone's uh, qualifying run. I forget who was. it Lando?
0: Yeah, it was Lando. Yeah. Lando Norris and McLaren. So, Charlotte Clare, you know, he comes in sixth. Uh, Gasly was seventh, as we mentioned. And then Carlos Sainz, who's Leclerc's Ferrari teammate, came in eighth. Now, Sainz had an issue in which he... Sorry, we're watching the Celtics here at Game 7 and Jason Tatum has got an ankle injury like in the first minute of the game. Ooh. So that's probably bad news for the Celtics that's serious. Anyway, this is an F1 podcast. Um, Carlos Sainz did get screwed by strategy. I think he did have trouble with... Uh, yeah,
1: he seemed really frustrated on the radio.
0: Yeah, he had trouble with the... It was just Ferrari, Ferrari, again, I think they were telling him not to box, to, to pit. Yeah. And then he did... And just kind of ipso facto, he was not happy. He wound up finishing behind his teammate. He wanted to finishing in eighth place. And then the McLaren boys did come in ninth and tenth. And I think what you're going to see from the McLaren is that on certain tracks, they are the sixth best car. And if people have bad days, it's going to be what it's going to be. But McLaren... I still don't understand why people think Lando is this great driver when he's always one or two spots ahead of his teammate, Oscar Priastri, who is a rookie and is getting kind of worked. Right. And so in the one weekend when they both don't get worked, Right. and they're ninth and 10th, Lando is right ahead of his teammate. Mm-hmm. I would think the disparity would be bigger between the two of them. Yeah. Similar to what it is between kind of Lance Stroll and Fernando Alonso, but it's not. Right. So anyway. Valtteri um, Botas 11th. Pretty good day for an Alfa Romero. Yeah. But, and Joe, actually, Joe was 13th, so the Alfa Romeros are right there. Nick DeVries, in the Alfa Tori, you don't like Nick DeVries, but no. he came in 12th. Yeah. And Yuki had a tough day. Yuki was 15th, but Yuki actually got burned on some tire stuff, some brake clutch stuff. But Nick DeVries, it's rumored Danny Rick might be taking a seat as soon as, like, Interesting. The summer break ends.
1: Wow. And
0: Nick DeVries, for one week at least, answered the bell. Still don't like Nick DeVries? Correct. Okay. Albon, 14th. No surprise there. And the Williams, his teammate Sergeant 18th. And this is kind of my point. is
1: Poor Sergeant. is
0: Sergeant's having a really tough time. Albon, four spots ahead of him. But then Piastri's having kind of a tough time. But Lando's one spot ahead of him. Everybody likes Philando, and everybody hates the McLaren car, and everybody thinks Oscar Piastri is in over his head, but Oscar Piastri is always right up Lance's gullet. Yeah. So I just don't understand it. Um, Bad day for K-Mag, did not finish. Bad day for Lance Stroll, did not finish with a teammate who came in second place. Right. And the only guy I didn't talk about was Nico Hulkenberg. He was in 17th place. So, you know, K-Mag doesn't finish, but Hulkenberg and that Haas... 17th place. So, again, teammates are close, but I just... Clearly, Stroll is not in the same category as Alonzo or really any of these top 10 guys, which is why he's going to probably cost his team a mm-hmm. second place in the constructors. Correct. And um, Alonzo's oh. a really good driver. Really good driver. I think that's where we're at. Alonso's a really good driver. He's finally in a good car. And I'm going to be very interested to see what the Mercedes can or can't do... On an actual track. So at Barcelona next week. Do they have a bit more pace?
1: Yeah, exactly. It should be interesting. I mean, who knows? I mean, Lewis is such a good driver that... And they've both been complaining about their car all year, I feel like. You hear that on the radio feed, you know? Sure. So let's see what happens. I think it will be interesting.
0: Yeah, I'm going to be interested to see what, what it will bring. I'm also... Obviously, Lance's dad owns Aston Martin... They built the whole team for Lance. Lance is not in like big worry about losing his job anytime yeah. soon. But at the end of the day, if the Mercedes is where it is right now or where it's been kind of coming up to this weekend, it was still probably right where it needed to be to, to really challenge for second place. Yeah. And it just, it's just very indicative of hopefully it is a vastly improved car because Aston Martin was able to go from seventh place to basically second place over the winter. Right. And Mercedes went from kind of a second or a third to Ferrari, to both Ferrari and Mercedes went backwards over the winter. But does this new design get Mercedes into a spot where they're clear second? And I only bring that up because, can somebody please hold a candle to Red Bull? Because if the Red Bulls don't break down, they win every race. Right. Which, for the draft to survive era fans, is super boring.
1: Yeah, like, what? what's it going to take to bring Red Bull down a peg, you know?
0: Well... In listening to others talk about this, the two things that happen are either they start restricting and penalizing the team that's too good and taking things away from their car,
1: oh.
0: or the other teams get better, or it's a combination of both. Yeah. And right now we're at a spot where we're, it's too early in the regulations to do that, but it people are already talking about 2026 is the, the new regulations- Audi is going to be a manufacturer for engines at that point. Mm. Um, Honda's coming back. We'll be with McLaren at that point. So you're going to have more engines on the uh, circuit, on the grid. Okay. Um, You're going to have new rules. And so there's a lot of people who are kind of saying they're not going to really touch Red Bull and take things away from them unless they're found to have cheated again or more or whatever. Right. So really what you need is you need teams to construct a better car, to copy Red Bull more, to figure it out. And that's got to be... Probably Mercedes because you got to think Aston Martin's already made a huge leap. Right. Mercedes had the wrong design, <laughs> yeah. so they might have the best chance. And obviously they've been the big, the better team in the last decade. Yeah. But right now it's just very you know yeah you're looking for other battles. You're trying to see who, how folks do against teammates. You're trying to see can Williams score another point this year. Trying to see you know can Haas put together two races in a row. Things like that. Yeah. So let me ask you this because this race was pretty boring. Um, Max wins it, nothing's really changed, Checo's falling further behind him. Mm-hmm. We're probably looking at, unless Mercedes takes a major leap forward, we're probably looking at Checo's going to come in second place for the year, Alonso's going to come in third place for the year, and likely either Lewis or George is going to come in fourth place for the year. Yep. And then if Mercedes makes a real leap, then maybe Alonso could be in a little bit of trouble. Yeah. That's kind of where we seem to be. So, what should we eat? Next week for the Barcelona race for F one feast.
1: Ooh, gosh! Well, we've been to, Barcelona, been to Barcelona together. Barcelona. Yeah, correct. Um, yeah, I mean, we need to get some like tomato bread. We need to get some uh, Iberian ham. Yeah, gonna we gotta research that. Isn't the a place Toro in the South End? That's that's uh, like yeah. a tapas Barcelona.
0: Yeah, I think definitely it may may or may not be Catalan influence, but it's definitely a tapas kind of a Spanish influence for sure. Yeah, we maybe have to be giving them a shout. That's a good idea. Thank you. What was that again? What? What's it called again? Toro? That's right. Yeah. Have we been there? Has it been around a while? Or I've been that... there.
1: I don't think I've been there with you. So I don't know if you've been there.
0: Yeah, now I'm not sure. I feel like there has been a... I've been... I went to a place with uh, cousin Doug Brown, his now wife Bridget, and uh, my brother, my now sister-in-law Helen. I think it was Toro. Okay. Would it have been open like seven, eight, nine years ago?
1: Uh, yeah, it has been there for a while. Very well could have been.
0: Well, if it was, then I've been there. And if it wasn't, I haven't.
1: Yeah. But either
0: way, next week's Barcelona. I, I'm really excited about Barcelona. I'm excited to see not only how their Mercedes does, but I'm excited to see. I think other teams are going to be bringing some upgrades as well. So let's see what they can do. Um, I do think Logan Sargent's in a lot of trouble for his seat. I think yeah. Nick DeVries made a big step. I think Piastri seems to be, again, right on Lando's tail. So I don't think Piastri's going to be in trouble for losing his seat. Um, but I'm really interested to see if Mercedes can make a leap, and I'm really interested to see if any drivers lose their seat mid-season, because that's the other thing, is the silly season, which is when the drivers all switch teams or whatever.
1: Oh yeah, when's that?
0: Well, typically it kind of starts, you know, as you get in July. Okay. And certainly as you come out of August. But right now, it all seems to be really hinging on, are any of the Red Bull seats going to open for Danny Rick? And obviously Mm -hmm. there's four Red Bull seats, and one's Max, so no. But... Right. You know, Yuki's driving well, so... And then there's obviously the thing with Checo, and is Checo going to stay at Red Bull or not? I think the silly season for right now is going to be dominated by Red Bull. And that doesn't make a lot of sense, because Red Bull is the best car, and I would, you'd think they'd want just Checo to stay in his seat. Yeah. So anyway, we'll figure out what we're going to eat for Barcelona. The Montaguesque Grand Prix, if you will. Uh, I enjoyed the sandwich very right. much. Uh, I enjoyed the scenery. I always enjoy a race. It's good to get a race between... The huge break between Australia and Azerbaijan, and then the Emilia Romana Grand Prix getting canceled. Mm. They've only had six races, and we've been doing this since the beginning of March. Right. So we're three months in. Yeah. And we've only had six races. So I'm just looking forward to some races.
1: Is there a talk of making up that one from last week?
0: Uh, I heard a little bit about it, but it sounds like the logistics may be too difficult the rest of the way. That makes sense. Because of how crowded the rest of the calendar is.
1: I see. Okay. Okay.
0: Um, it would be nice if they did. Yeah. But I, I, as, I last, as I heard it last, mm-hmm. it was that it may be too complicated logistically to do so. I see. Which is too bad. Yeah. For a number of reasons. Um, all right. Well, Cindy, thanks for being at F1 Feast.
1: Thanks for having me. And, it's great to be here.
0: you know, we will see everybody after Barcelona next week.
1: Yeah. I'm, ex- I'm more excited for this food next week. Yeah. Though I think we can make this sandwich again, and I think it'll be pretty good.
0: I actually enjoyed it. I, again, I didn't even have the tuna.
1: Yeah. Or so. the tomato
0: the tomato, But hey.
1: Those are very flavorful pieces. It's
0: the first season F1 Feast. We're going to get better at this. All right. Everybody have a great week. We'll see you after Barcelona. Thanks, Cindy.
1: Thanks, Gavin. Bye.